concept I learned way back when I was tooling around with PCs in the early 1980s. If-then statements are fundamental to programming. The idea is to trigger a separate operation once a particular state is achieved. For example, if last life equals dead, then print game over. I've subsequently found if-then functions, or at least the logic that defines them, just as fundamental to work in investment management. Portfolio rebalances present a fine example. If a portfolio's exposures have drifted too far away from our targets, then we may choose to rebalance a portfolio back to those targets, else we leave the portfolio alone for the time being. If-then analyses help us shape decisions to achieve desired outcomes and to determine proper responses to circumstances and events. Both in programming and in life, though, work involving if-then statements can get messy, especially when they are nested, meaning when one if depends on another if or even a combination of ifs, then, elses, and more ifs. Of course, we cannot know every potential future situation in advance. That is, the range of potential ifs and thens is infinite, so we must remain flexible to the investment environment as it evolves. If current circumstances equals unexpected, then be flexible. Take that rebalance example I mentioned earlier. You might have noticed that I injected a may into the script. That is, given a portfolio drift beyond a certain pre-specified level, we may choose to rebalance that portfolio right away, or we may choose to delay a rebalance for some reason. Critical to that thinking, of course, is the determination analysis of the drivers of the portfolio's drift. For example, the equity market plunge during the early stages of the COVID-19 crisis left most accounts well underweight their target equity exposures. In hindsight, an inflexible rules-based approach might have seen us rebalance a good bit earlier than we did, only to see additional losses post-rebalance. Or a similar rule with wider tolerance bands might not have seen us rebalance portfolios at all. Within the context of our generally more rules-based approach, we delayed initiating a global rebalance by a bit based on what we at the time believed to be a rational review of market dynamics, investor sentiment, then so very slight knowledge of the virus, and past market history. Was the timing perfect? Of course not. But hindsight suggests that delay proved additionally beneficial to long-term returns. Another example of the same would have been the broad rebalance we sought to implement later that summer when markets had substantially rebounded and, given our earlier rebalance, many portfolios were then overweight equity. Though markets maybe seemed to be on a path for further gains, our risk-based focus, along with the still highly uncertain investment environment in which we were living, saw us seeking to lock in some of those gains and pull portfolios back to their agreed-upon risk exposures. Did that rebalance ultimately cost some portfolios in terms of upside capture, since the general effect of the rebalance was to lower the equity weight back to target, while stocks continued to power higher later that year? The answer would be yes, but even in hindsight, it seems to have been the more prudent approach to risk management at the time. Usually, our daily work to manage client portfolios isn't challenged by such dramatic situations. That doesn't mean, though, that operational flexibility is not still required, even in more normal times. Say, for example, we're considering a portfolio rebalance for an individual taxable account that shows an overweight in equity that came about on account of the generally more positive returns we've seen from equities over time. Tax considerations may demand that we consider rebalances in a manner differently for a taxable account than we would for a non-taxable account. In such cases, we might be able to reduce the equity exposure in a non-taxable account to achieve an overall level of risk across all portfolios that meets client comfort and objectives, even if the individual portfolios carry very different levels of risk exposure. 
Such decisions also require a regular review of existing instructions and other considerations that might indicate a need for additional chats with the client prior to trading. Ultimately, the management of portfolio holdings to a desired exposure to market risk requires a pre-specified framework. We have plenty of such frameworks at various levels of specificity for client situations. The foundational framework is the philosophy that defines the types of exposures we include in portfolios. The next level informs decisions to weight those exposures in different ways to achieve target levels of portfolio risk. The level below that informs the application of these models to individual client situations. We then utilize various methods to adapt our investment models to individual client needs. Thereafter, we have a range of frameworks for trading that include those adapted to portfolio contributions and distributions, rebalances, repositions, and tax management. Life as a portfolio manager, then, is lived amidst a forest of decision trees planted to both inform and constrain actions to those that focus solely on the best interests of our clients, adhere to established investment principles, follow our stated investment policies, and retain regulatory compliance. It's impossible to be regularly prescient in predicting the future, but that impossibility makes it no less necessary to be diligent in the work of pondering potential cause and estimating potential effects. Not that implementing such logic ever is so straightforward. Seems to help that the trees we originally planted are of the more flexible kind, ones that are able to bend a little with the wind, to further that metaphor, so that we can adapt both to the expected and the unexpected as we develop and implement portfolio decisions. Importantly, this podcast is not presented as an investment recommendation. This is not a solicitation to invest in any investment product of Signature Resources Capital Management. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this podcast should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk, including the potential loss of principal. As with any analysis of economic and market data, it is important to remember that past performance is no guarantee of future results.